Chapter 2 The Human Fall All people have an original mind which inclines them to reject evil and pursue goodness. Yet, even without our being aware of it, we are driven by evil forces to abandon the goodness which our original mind desires and to perform evil deeds which, in our innermost heart, we do not want to do. As long as these evil forces assail us, the sinful history of humanity will continue unabated. In Christianity, the master of these evil forces is known as Satan. We have been utterly unable to liquidate the forces of Satan because we have not understood Satan's identity or how he came to exist. To extirpate evil by its root and thereby end sinful history and usher in an era of goodness, we must first expose the motivation and origin of Satan and recognize the destruction he has wrought in human life. This explanation of the human fall will clarify these issues. Section 1. The Root of Sin No one has known the root of sin which lies deep within and ceaselessly drives people toward the way of evil. On the basis of the Bible, Christians have held to the vague belief that Adam and Eve's eating of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was the root of sin. Some Christians believe that the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was the fruit of an actual tree, while others believe that the fruit is a symbol, as much of the Bible is written in symbolic language. Let us consider the Bible's account of the human fall and its differing interpretations in order to arrive at a complete explanation. Section 1.1 The Tree of Life and the Tree of the Knowledge of Good and Evil Adam and Eve fell when they ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Many Christians to this day have thought that this was the fruit of an actual tree. But would God, the loving parent of humanity, make a fruit which could cause the fall to look so attractive? Would he place it where his children could reach it so easily? Furthermore, Jesus said, Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. How then could a food which one eats cause one to fall? Humankind is beset by the original sin, which has been inherited from our first ancestors. Yet how could something one eats cause a sin which can be transmitted to one's descendants? The only way something can be inherited is by it being passed down through the lineage. The temporary ill effects of eating something cannot be perpetuated through the long descent of lineage. There are those who believe that God made the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and commanded Adam and Eve not to eat of it in order to test their obedience to him. We may ask, would the God of love test humans so mercilessly by a means that could cause their death? Adam and Eve knew they would die the moment they ate the fruit, for God had told them so. Yet they still ate it. Adam and Eve did not lack for food. They would not have risked their lives and disobeyed God only to obtain some delicacy. Therefore, we can surmise that the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil could not have been an ordinary fruit. Rather, it must have been something so extraordinarily stimulating that even the fear of death did not deter them from grasping it. If the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not a material fruit, then it must be a symbol which represents something else. Why should we stubbornly adhere to a literal interpretation of the fruit when so much of the Bible makes use of symbolism and metaphor? We would do well to abandon such a narrow and old-fashioned attitude of faith. To learn what the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents, let us first investigate the tree of life, 
which stood next to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. When we grasp the meaning of the tree of life, then we can also understand the meaning of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Section 1.1.1 The Tree of Life According to the Bible, the hope of fallen people is to approach or attain the tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Thus, the Israelites of the Old Testament age looked to the tree of life as their hope. Likewise, the hope of all Christians from the time of Jesus until today has been to approach and partake in the tree of life. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter by the city by the gates. Since the ultimate hope of humankind is the tree of life, we can infer that the hope of Adam was also the tree of life. It is written that when Adam fell, God blocked his path to the tree of life by stationing the cherubim with a flaming sword to guard it. From this we can also deduce that Adam's hope before the fall was the tree of life. Adam was cast out of the Garden of Eden without having attained his hope, the tree of life. For fallen people ever since, the tree of life has remained a hope unfulfilled. What was the hope of Adam during the time he was immature and growing towards perfection? He must have hoped to become a man who would realize God's ideal of creation by growing to perfection without falling. The tree of life, in fact, symbolizes a man who has fully realized the ideal of creation. Perfected Adam was to be this ideal man. The tree of life thus symbolizes perfected Adam. Had Adam not fallen but attained the tree of life, all his descendants could have attained the tree of life. They would have built the kingdom of heaven on earth. But Adam fell, and God blocked his path to the tree with a flaming sword. Ever since, despite the best efforts of fallen people to restore the ideal of creation, the tree of life has remained an unattainable dream. Burdened by the original sin, fallen people cannot complete the ideal of creation and become trees of life by their own efforts alone. For this ideal to be achieved, a man who has completed the ideal of creation must come to earth as a tree of life. All of humanity must then be engrafted with him and become one with him. Jesus was the man who came as this tree of life. The tree of life for which the faithful people of the Old Testament age longed was none other than Jesus. Ever since God blocked Adam's path to the tree of life by guarding it with the flaming sword, the tree could not be approached without first clearing the path. On the day of Pentecost, tongues of fire descended upon the saints and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. This event marks the clearing of the path and moving aside of the flaming sword, which appeared as tongues of fire preceding the rush of the Holy Spirit. It opened the way for all humanity to approach Jesus, the tree of life, and be engrafted with him. The purpose of God's providence of salvation is to restore the failure to attain the tree of life in the Garden of Eden by realizing the tree of life mentioned in the book of Revelation. Due to the fall, Adam could not fulfill the ideal of the first tree of life, in order to complete the salvation of fallen humanity, Jesus, the last Adam, must come again as the tree of life in the last days. Section 1.1.2 The Tree of the Knowledge of Good and Evil God did not create Adam to be alone. He also created Eve to be Adam's spouse. Just as there was a tree in the Garden of Eden which symbolized a perfected man, there should also have been a tree which represented a woman, 
who has fully realized the ideal of creation. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, standing beside the tree of life, was this tree which, by fulfilling its good purpose, represents the ideal woman, perfected Eve. Section 1.2 The Identity of the Serpent In the Bible, we read that the serpent tempted Eve to commit sin. What does this serpent symbolize? Let us investigate the true identity of the serpent based on the Genesis account. The serpent described in the Bible was able to converse with people. It caused the fall of human beings, who were spiritual beings. Furthermore, the serpent knew the will of God, which strictly forbade human beings to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This is compelling evidence that the being which the serpent symbolized was a spiritual being. It is written, The great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth. Revelations chapter 12, verse 9. This ancient serpent is the very serpent which tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden. Having lived in heaven before it was thrown down, this devil or Satan must be a spiritual being. In fact, ever since the time of the human fall, Satan has been continually turning the hearts of people towards evil. Since Satan is a spiritual being, the serpent which symbolized him must also represent a spiritual being. These strands of biblical evidence confirm that the serpent who tempted Eve was not an animal, but a symbol for a spiritual being. The question arises whether the spiritual being symbolized by the serpent existed before the creation of the universe or was created as a part of the universe. If this being existed before the creation of the universe and had a purpose contrary to that of God, then the conflict between good and evil in the universe would be unavoidable and perpetual. God's providence of restoration, then, would be in vain. Moreover, monotheism, which holds that everything in the universe was created by one God, would be unfounded. We are left with the conclusion that the spiritual being represented by the serpent was originally created with a good purpose, but later fell and became Satan. What kind of spiritual being in God's creation could have conversed with people, understood the will of God, and lived in heaven? What kind of being, even after it had fallen and become degraded to an evil being, could transcend time and space to dominate the human soul? There are no beings endowed with such characteristics other than angels. The verse, God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of the nether gloom, supports the conclusion that the serpent which tempted human beings and sinned is an angel. A serpent has a forked tongue. It depicts someone who utters contradictory things with one tongue and lives a two-faced life with one heart. A serpent twists its body around its prey before devouring it, a metaphor for someone who ensnares others for his own benefit. For these reasons, the Bible likened the angel who tempted human beings to a serpent.